years ago, I was watching a TED Talks by Elizabeth Gilbert on creativity and writing. I'm paraphrasing here, but she basically said that when writing hits her, it's like a strike of lightning. And whatever she's doing, she will drop it and run home to write what struck her. If she doesn't, she misses the opportunity to document her story. So here I am, the woman who spent her weekend in people watching from her window and yesterday afternoon was accompanied by my sister, Charlie, to the first weekend market near my place after months of his absence. We had Tusok Tusok, which was basically street food on skewers or sticks. For my go-to fender and stood in open air as people tried to balance social distancing, hand sanitizing, double masking, with walking around a patch of grass with their pets, eating in silos as we all nod and smile at strangers after being cooped up in our homes. I'd usually wait for two weeks before I write a new piece, but today is something special. I can't and I refuse to wait for next time to share with anybody who is listening that today was the first time in almost two years since I physically attended church mass. And that's all I want to talk about here. Hey folks, this is episode 8 of the Pariah Peaks titled Fresh Faith. If you're interested in listening to stories from my motherland, Philippines, in the lens of a third culture kid who grew up and came home as a 30-something-year-old woman, Follow me on my Instagram handle at the Pariah Peaks or follow me on my introverted adventures through my podcast in Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's the tea. Many of my friends in other parts of the world had experienced attending Mass earlier this year. I'd watch in their Instagram stories and vicariously read posts of what it was like as they celebrate Mass with their loved ones and even just by themselves. I'll be honest, I'm not the most devout Catholic person out there, but being raised one at home, by church communities, and to to be sent to Catholic schools in my formative years, quite frankly, the need to pray and go to a chapel or church knelt down in front of Jesus on a cross, accompanied by Mother Mary's mosaic photo and blessed saints is the epitome of solace. In the Middle East, Practicing Muslims would wake up early in the morning, excuse themselves at work, and then kneel on their mats wherever they can as a call of prayer from nearby mosques goes off. Similarly, Catholics usually have bells rung on milestones for the church. Sometimes, and depending which church you go to, you could hear the announcements and rosary from inside the vicinity that's if you get close enough. When it comes to being a practicing Catholic, I usually call up my older brother, Gingers, to simplify why we do what we do. In one of those many instances, I remember we had a discussion about the importance of attending Mass. I'm not one who can stay put for a long time. And even after all of these years, I don't completely understand the entire ceremony. When to stand, why we're kneeling, when to bow. And there's a difference in praying the Apostles' Creed versus the Nicene Creed. There's so many things to remember and to understand. We do this every Saturday or Sunday since I was a kid. In UAE, weekends are Friday and Saturday. It became such a chore sometimes. I hate saying that, but it's true. I started taking going to church seriously was when my parents retired and returned back to the Philippines. I remember I told Gingers once that some priests don't have the best sermons. 
They're so unprepared and speaks of cliche darkness versus light analogies. When all I want to hear is hope, peace, and know that all is well. Well, let me tell you how I got schooled that day when he point blank told me that it wasn't a priest's job to have great sermons and that the beauty and struggle of practicing is to take time to understand our faith rather than be spoon-fed through a sermon. On top of that, I got smacked down with the homely isn't actually the focus of the Mass, but rather the, than the Eucharist. So that was that. <laughs> I remember the take-home of that conversation was that, as a Catholic, it's my job to make the effort and understand my faith, to pursue the meaning behind parables and biblical readings. I remember Kuya said, the cross is the symbol of our faith, and nothing good comes easy. Our faith can go without suffering. I'll tell you more about this later. To those listening, Eucharist is the body and blood of Christ in the form of bread and wine. In Europe, where I used to live, there's wine, but so far here in the Philippines and in the Middle East, it's just bread, or also known as host. It's usually a circular piece of wafer blessed by the priest and symbolizes the body of Jesus. I've been receiving communion since I was 8 years old, but I don't think I've ever been in complete shock and in tears to receive the Eucharist until today. Sunday is usually a day of rest and a time when our family would come together to have lunch or dinner. Living apart from each other, my sister and I almost automatically meet for brunch to just catch up. Today was that day. We did what we normally do. Find a spot to eat and then another spot to have coffee and just talk about anything under the sun. The pandemic has changed that in many of our weekends this year. It's not the same, but yet we still try whilst we comply to safety guidelines. Last night, we watched dogs run wild and free to play with other pets. You could tell how cooped up they were too. I felt it myself. I noticed this as I become irritable and lose focus staring at the computer screens, attending meetings, and lacking the sense of socializing. Don't get me wrong, this isn't a rant about how things don't feel normal anymore. Since I've arrived back here in the Philippines two years ago, I'd like to contest to Alicia Keys and tell her Manila is the real concrete jungle. If you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Life is hard, but you know what? Filipinos have it good too. Where you can find the basic of grooming like threading your brows for three dirhams or getting your nails done for less than $50. And that, like, quality too. Where do you find jeepneys and tinted four-wheel drive cars ride side-by-side side on the same road? My dad would always say, how could people say Philippines is a poor country when a family can own two cars per household? Here, as much as there is chaos, a friend once told me, well, it's messy, but it's my mess. Why live abroad as a second-class citizen if here you can live like a king or a queen? Of course, this is all in context and that we all have our own life experiences. I think what I'm trying to say here is there is good in the Philippines, one that is being overshadowed by political rants and rabid complaints of what doesn't work, that we deserve better as Filipinos. Heavy sighs of sarap mag abroad in general translation means I'd love to just go abroad and leave this place.
As people quip and surrender in disdain against the government corruption and the way that stupid foreign newspaper called Philippines the worst place to be during COVID. I mean, how can you breathe and hope when we inhale our country's mistakes from the news? Argue with own online trolls who, by the way, folks, are, are paid to make your life miserable by taunting you right back. And then when we look at other continents to compare that we didn't do enough, that we deserve the best. You're right. We deserve good. But do we as citizens, as the practicing Catholics that we're known to be, or just average ones, do we do our due diligence? If you think you do, well done, and I hope you continue. If you're like me, who realize that I haven't done my part, well, this is the sign we've all been waiting for. As Charlie and I walked on the rainy streets of Poblacion, Makati, discovering local stores that sold Asian spices, we would read the menus and check out places that allowed outdoor dining. You know, I visited Makati a couple of times and mostly at night. This place was bustling. Bright lights, music heard from the bars and restaurants. There was life here. It saddens me to see how many places shut down and some still sorting out their operations to open their businesses back up. But I also saw how Filipinos really do embody the entrepreneurial spirit. Whether it's finding a new business from their old businesses or learning to sell and actually perfect their online hustle due to this pandemic. There are so many memes about titas and kuyas selling baked goods, home-cooked food, or sell small things to tinker with as a new hobby. For those who are from here, when you see the motorbike riders in green or pink or in orange, that means your Grab Delivery, your Food Panda, and Lazada is on its way to you. As I look at the roads now, those three colors are the life of the city now. And please don't pout or drop your head as you hear this because someone out there just fed their family because of our add-to-cart syndrome or made a recipient smile again inside their apartment because a cake was sent over. These little sparks of joy, when put together, makes light. Today is a Sunday and the first Sunday of October 2021. I chose to document this because a year from now, I'm going to look back at this day to remind myself the importance of making time for what matters. Charlie and I decided to see if any churches were open near us. Attending physical mass hasn't been available here since the pandemic began, and if it did, it was too risky or too limited for anyone to attend. As we followed Google Maps for directions, I heard a familiar sound. The rosary was being prayed, not so far from where we were. Looking at each other, we, ser we searched for the speakers emitting these prayers. The search wasn't very straightforward. We followed the sculptures of saints and tarpaulins that conveyed some sort of church event. See, that's when you know you're in the Philippines. Tarpaulins are everywhere. We were getting closer as the sound got, lou got louder and stopped to see the stone facade of the church with baby pink and purple flags pointing towards it. The colors made no sense to me, but perhaps it wanted it want churchgoers to feel a celebration. <laughs> Funny enough, I can't speak for my sister, but I felt a smile come out under my face mask. Is this really happening? Two church custodians asked to see our vaccination cards and complete the form for tracking purposes. We looked at them asking if we could go inside and if there was a mass. It felt so easy. 
Questions about COVID guidelines came up in my head as I saw the satirical statue of a young boy at church wearing a face mask and a face shield. Check out the photo as I post it on Instagram. We went inside and the rosary prayer continued. I know I was supposed to pay attention and pray, but like a child, I was looking at everything inside the church and taking it all in. And as I stared up at the ceiling that hung pendant lights, I remember the church I visited in Italy, the Basilica of St. Mary Major. This is a papal major basilica and the largest Catholic Marian church in Rome, Italy. That church had covered ceilings made of gold donated by kings and queens of the past. I remember how I felt the weight of praise for Mother Mary just by looking at the intricate gold details where I stood. I remember pay, I paid five euros to get a headset that translated the history of this church in English. And here I was today, standing inside church, St. Peter and Paul, that was constructed in 1620. Guys, that was 401 years ago. Can you believe it? My second smile today emerged when I realized that the ceiling that mimicked the Hofer design from European churches was actually painted. In fact, almost everything in this church was painted. Coming from the Middle East, we're used to churches to feel cold and we'd bring a shawl or cardigan for mass as the walls were marbled and the floors were ceramic that contained the cold air blasting from the air conditioning. Here, we had wall fans installed and air conditioning was switched on a few minutes just before the start of Mass. The walls that looked like marble were beautifully painted. Even the detailed design of each wall lamp was carefully curated into a classic piece by brushstrokes. As I slowly quiet down my mind and listen to the readings for today, I was reminded that though this church was over 400 years old, it did what it could do to serve who they could. It's been so long since I've attended Mass physically that I've forgotten when to kneel and stand. Charlie and I even looked at each other wondering if the prayers changed. It's kind of funny. If you listened to my previous podcast, Episode 7, In the Shadows, to summarize, my mind has been in the gutter as of late. To get me to focus and to deal with my multiple shadows, it's been a real struggle. I got myself whooshed back and forth during Mass until the priest said something that caught my attention. He called us to be more childlike. As adults, we lose the awe and wonder of a child with the realities and pangs of the world. Many of us won't admit this, but being an adult can truly daze us in a mist of routine and hard decisions. Then here I was being reminded of childlike behaviors of humility, obedience, and simplicity, unnoticing my head and heart drops as I watched the candle flame on the altar sway slowly and free. A whisper in my heart says, leave your pain here and let me work with you. I felt like a thorn was pulled from my side and just when I was finding ground from what just happened, something familiar started. A church minister stood at the middle of the aisle holding a bowl, and people from the benches began to line up to receive the Eucharist. I thought, how unworthy I am to receive this after my sinning mind and 
heart took over me all these months. Then a prayer of communion was recited in the background. It says, Lord, though I am not ready to receive you, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. An hour of swimming in thoughts of unworthiness, the woman who stood beside me gestured that she will line up. Maybe I should go too. I always believe that the church calls the sinners, the broken, the weary of heart, and the lost along with the ones with the, who found Christ in their life. In that very second, as this old lady attending Mass on her own, gesturing to line up, I can't be the only person here who seeks solace and healing. So I stood up and followed suit, quietly watching the ones before me on how to carefully receive the Eucharist by hand in a time of pandemic. Charlie and I sanitized our hands before lining up. It's those little pockets of moments of life that really stays with you. My turn came and I realized that I was wearing a face shield and a mask. I quickly lift the shield and remove my mask, a hand on top of the other, and I received probably the most forgiving and blessed Eucharist in my entire adult life. I placed my mask back on and realized the dampness with sweat in quiet tears knowing that I've experienced something new, fresh faith. To the folks listening, I think no matter your creed, social status, race, and physical location, the take home from today's episode in childlike simplicity is do what you can from wherever you are. When you allow your heart to open up to days of going from brunch and venturing the inner unseen parts of a closed down city, Enter in curiosity. You never know. You may find the nugget of peace or that moment of healing through the silent observations. Be like this 400-year-old Church of St. Peter and Paul in Makati that did what they could do with one brush stroke at a time. Stories are powerful. Everyone has their own one to tell. This is my personal podcast with a mix of storytelling and conversations. I hope that somehow this place sparks my love for writing again and connect with you wherever and whoever you are. If you resonate with this episode, please comment in the recent Instagram post. You can also share episodes with your friends and family. Follow on Spotify, subscribe in Apple Podcasts and Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts. All online platforms have the handle The Pariah Peaks. Catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Pariah Peaks. Mm-hmm.